Yeah, but every, everybody seems to be uh, bouncing, so that's good. You know, so I hadn't hit it. I mean, uh, Brother Tommy, you know, watching. Hope you feel better, buddy. Um, but let's pray, and then we'll, we'll get started and see what God has to do tonight. So, Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that you're a good God, a righteous God, a just God. We thank you that you love us. And in that same token, you have mercy and compassion. And so much grace that you're slow to anger and quick to love. And I'm so glad that you are bound by your own law, your own self, your own attributes. So I pray that they just show up tonight. Speak to us. Speak through us. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So we're going to be in um, 2 Timothy 2 is where we're going to be in mostly. 2 Timothy. Timothy. Timothy, a young man. Young, young man. Don't really know his age. Um, it's tradition for rabbis to be 30. Okay. Um, you can study the law. You, know, you can go in after your bar mitzvah at the age of 12. Age of 20, you become a man. And at the age of 30, you can become a rabbi. That's why Jesus did not start his ministry until he was 30 years old. Because he was not legally looked at as a teacher. And so that's why 30 years old was, was the age that Jesus started his ministry. And so uh, there, there is a timing for God. And, and in that uh, is, is good things. It takes time to mature in life. It takes time to go through stuff and, and, and learn. And you can't do that. You know, uh, some people grow up differently, and we understand that. But, but in the eyes of God and the way he set his laws, you know, even Jesus humbled himself and was like, though I'm God, I'm going to follow him. And, and, and in those things, we have an example of what we should do today. And so... Uh, not always followed, um, but it's 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 in scripture. It's very factual, and 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 that's what we what we need to go by, and that's why it's here. And so, um, I want to look at Timothy tonight. I love Timothy. I love the writing that Timothy that that Paul does to Timothy. So this is Paul's words talking to Timothy, and. Uh, I want to go, the main scripture of this is going to be 2 Timothy 2.20. Now in a wealthy home, there, is, there are not only gold and silver vessels, vessels, but also ones made of wood and clay. And some are honorable, some are for honorable use, but others are for dishonorable use. So if someone cleanses himself of such behavior, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart, useful for the master's prepared 
useful for the master, master, prepared for every good work. Now, this scripture is not preached a lot. Um, it can come across very uh, straightforward, direct. Um, that's one of the reasons I like it. I'm very straightforward and direct. Uh, I think most scriptures, black and white, there's a lot of, there's some innuendos, some um, texts that just kind of hide out. It's like, you need to seek that meaning. You need to look at history. You need to find out what's, what he's talking about. Jesus did it a lot. So he talked in parables. He talked in parables so the Pharisees couldn't understand what he was talking about. But the people that was chasing Jesus could. Maybe not at that time, but later on they could. And so uh, I could see the disciples having just epiphanies later on in life. You know, five, three, well, maybe after somewhat after Pentecost, it's like, ah, now I know what he's saying. You know, ah, I know what he's saying, you know. And it really is. It's, it's, it's those times in our life that it's, uh, um, it, it's, it's just good. It's, it's, I, I do it from time to time, and I will, I'll be reading something, and, and, and I'll, I'll be marinating on this thing for days, and just, you know, a month or two later, and it'll just come to me like, I know what that means, you know. It just it has, to time, it has to have time to penetrate, to marinate, and to mature in my life. And so, like, like, like David says, say la. It just means to sit and to ponder. To sit in your rocking chair and find out the truth of life and what he's talking about. That's what he's talking about. That's, it's good. And so, I love this scripture because it, it talks about being ready. Being ready for what? What's well, talking about, these are what we call pastoral chapters, or the pastoral chapter, one of them. And it says, so if someone cleanses himself of such behavior, he would be a vessel, vessel for honorable use. Now we understand temple procedures when it comes to honorable vessels and dishonorable vessels. And let me explain what that means is not every vessel in the temple was good. Some was for taking out ashes. It was for stuff that man had to get rid of in their own house. Okay, um, it, they, they had their purpose for that time. And so the one thing about holy vessels or honorable vessel, vessels, they had to make had to be made out of a metal or a stone that could not be penetrated. Means whatever you put in them could not be now taken back out fully. Like gold, you can't penetrate gold. You put wine in in a gold vase, you pour the wine out, all the wine's out. But you put it in a porous material, it soaks into the pores, now you can't get the smell out. Okay, that's a dishonorable vessel. That, that's something that couldn't be, couldn't be used in, in, in the temple, it was not holy, it was not separated. It, it, it wasn't what they call um, um, sanctified, the word in Greek would have been sanctified, the word as actually is. And so uh, God says it's not allowed. Not allowed in my 
my work. And so, so, but it says here, so for honorable use, set apart, useful for the master, prepared for every good work. These verses you see about being useful and useless. Some are good, some are not. Um, I love in 2 Timothy 4, it says, Only Luke was with me. Get Mark and bring him with you because he is a great help to me in my ministry. Philemon in 1, 8 through 16. So also I have a, have a quite a lot of confidence in Christ and could command you to do what is proper. I would rather appeal to you on the basis of love. I, Paul, an old man, and even now a prisoner for the sake of Christ Jesus, I am appealing to you concerning my child, whose spiritual father I have become during my imprisonment. That is Onesius, who is formerly useless to you, but is now useful to you and to me. I have sent him who is my very heart back to you. I wanted to keep him so that he could serve me in your place during my imprisonment for the sake of the gospel. However, without your consent, I did not want to do anything so that your good deed would not go out of compulsion, but from your own willingness, or perhaps it was for the reason that he was separated from you for a little while so that you would have him back eternally. No longer as a slave, but more than a slave, as a dear brother. He is especially so to me, and even more so now to you. And so, at one time, they called Onesius useless. But now Paul says he's useful. But what, what was the change there? Was he a brother beforehand? Yeah. So why did say one say, hey, he, he come all the way here and now he, he, he's even who is my very heart. So what makes him now useful? Well, if we look back to 2 Timothy 2.21, so if someone cleanses himself of such behavior, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart, useful for the master, prepared for every good work. We all want to be use, useful to the Lord. I know when I was first born again, I was not useful. I had a testimony, but I was dirty. You let me 
in a pastoral position, and I was going to hurt people. I was going to do more harm than good, even though I loved God. Even though I loved God, did not make me ready to be used in an honorable way. That is the difference between doing it right and waiting until someone matures. You can take an unhonorable vessel and over time put the polish on it, make it grow, put some pressure on it. I love this verse and it says, do not lay hands on anyone hastily and so identify with sins of others. Keep yourself pure. That's 1 Timothy 5.22. It says, hey, and what that means is, hey, don't put your hands on anybody and put them in charge when they're not ready. Don't put them in charge. These people need to be refined by fire. These people need to be ready. These people need to learn how to endure the desert as Jesus did. These people need to be mature believers, not somebody that's dirty, not somebody that's not honorable. It don't mean we don't like them. It just means they're not ready yet. And that happens a lot. A lot of people get put in places that they're not ready to be. And that's why we have a lot of problems in a lot of churches across America. I've been in a lot of them. I've seen it when it's done right, and I've seen it when it's done wrong. It happens more than not, unfortunately. Why? Is because the lack of people, the lack of mature believers, very much the lack of mature believers in today. And that's, that's, that's hard. It's hard to chew on. It's hard to be like, you know, how long you been in this church? I've been here for 20 years. How many people you, you led to the Lord? Well, I don't, I don't do that. I'm sorry. You don't read the same gospel that I do. Or you have not been taught properly. And that's one of the things that we have to fix. We have to get people preaching the gospel everywhere they go. But what does that mean? Most people don't know what that means. Preaching the gospel. The gospel literally means the announcement of the new coming king. You tell people that Jesus is coming. What did John do? Repent and be baptized. For what? The kingdom of God is at hand. John preached the gospel. We have to preach the gospel. It is not an obligation. It is a commandment. It says everywhere you go, preach it. And to do what? Teach them to obey it. Teach them to obey everything I've said. See, it takes an honorable vessel to be able to carry that. To be able to carry that holiness of God. See, because a, a dishonorable vessel can't. Because they're not understanding yet. They don't have discernment yet. See, it's a type of growth here that needs to happen. And to become an a honorable vessel takes things in your life. It takes maturity. And if you don't have these things implemented in your life and instilled in, into them, then you shouldn't be doing the work of the Lord. You shouldn't be in a place of power or responsibility. Because it's one thing I know, hurt people hurt people. And it's true. You get somebody that's bitter, 
their bitterness is coming out. You get somebody that's hurt, and their hurts are coming out. They're coming out on people. And you can't do that in ministry. You can't afford that. You can do that when you're a mature believer and you have hard times. That's where brothers and sisters are for. It's for iron sharpens iron. But you can't do that to an unbeliever or a new convert in Christ. They don't know how to take it, and they will run. They will absolutely run. It takes mature elders, mature overseers, mature believers in Christ, and to, to learn how to hold people, love them, and show them what an honorable, honorable vessel looks like. And so that is that's good. This is good. Let's see here. And see, Paul gives us the, the big picture of the church here, which is the master of the, the large house. And I want to go back and read 2 Timothy 14 through 19 now, because we read 20 through uh, 20 and 21. It says, remind people of these things and solemnly charge them before the Lord not to wrangle over words. This is of no benefit. It just brings ruin on those who listen. We could talk about that all day. Make every effort to present yourself before the Lord as a proven worker who does not need to be ashamed. Paul said often, I am not ashamed of the gospel, nor I do I feel condemned. Teaching the message of truth accurately. Um, the King James puts a verse that says, study to show thyself approved. And that is an incorrect translation. It actually states in the Greek to diligently Study is what that means. And be ready to give a lawful account. That's what that translates into. It's, it's a horrible translation on that. I'm not saying the King James is a bad translation. In that instance, it, it, they could have done better. All right. But avoid profane character because those occupied with it will slay, stray further and further into ungodliness and their message will be spread like a like it like an infectious gangrene and that, that's bad that's, that's a great gangrene was a very common thing back in the day they didn't, they didn't have the hygiene that we did do today but you take a mature believer and you find an unmature believer. And if they see that mature believer acting in such a way, it absolutely concretes them for them to do that. Well, if they can do that, I can do that. Well, if, if, if so-and-so, you know, if he, if he, if he drinks, I, 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 can, I can definitely drink. You know, if he, if he slips a cuss word, nah, it can't be that bad. I'm okay. And it just snowballs, just like this like an infectious grain gangrene. And it just, it, 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 it okays sin. 
And that's not okay. Because you have to be above reproach. You have to walk in a way that is worthy of the master's calling. You have to be able to hold the anointing. And unworthy vessels do not, God do not, does not afford them that anointing. They don't. I've seen it time and time. I've, I've seen people fake it, and I have called them slap out. Like you're full of the devil and yourself. You need to quit. It really is. And it talks about these two guys here that are in the group. They have strayed from the truth by saying that the resurrection has already occurred. And they are undermining some people's faith. However, God's solid foundation re remains standing, bearing this seal. The Lord knows who those who are his. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from evil. I love that. Because, what is it now? 60% of America... 60-something percent of America claims to be Christian. But don't turn away from evil. See, that doesn't line up with Scripture. There's a lot of people I talk to and minister to, and they're like, yeah, I, I know God loves me. I'm like, yeah, he's going to send you straight to hell, too. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry God's sending you straight to hell. Because he's going to. Why? Because he does love you. And in that love is also his just. His righteousness. His judgment. Has to be there. If not, it's shown favoritism. And God can't do that. Because he is righteous. If I'm hard on one kid, I'm going to be hard on all three of my kids. And God loves me. Though God disciplines me. And I'm welcoming of that discipline. Because I know in that discipline, I get to be a clean vessel. I get to be a holy vessel. I am welcome to whatever God brings in my life. If I need it, bring it. I don't pray for patience much anymore because I know that gets tested really fast. Oh, my gosh. Now, that's one thing. I've come to endure some long-suffering in my life. And, and whew, it does get trying at times. You know, I'm, I'm, I often wonder sometimes, is, is it going to end? You know, and then I have to think about, I'm not made for this world. I'm made for heaven. I'm made for the presence of God is what I'm made for. This world is nothing but a test to me. It is. We're not going to be here. This is not our forever home. You know, they talk about people, I want to... <clears throat> I want to build my forever home. I love that. I'm like, that's for rich people. <laughs> you know? Um, but it, it is. It, it's, it's, it, when it comes into perspective, I don't want to be here. I love my family. I, I, I love my friends. But you're not my God. It is not. You, I Nothing can replace my love for whom my creator is. That's it. But that's my perspective that's grown 
over the last 21 years of ministry. I've seen people come and I've seen people go just like y'all have. And they do. There's the seasons of life. And, and as Paul is talking to Timothy here, he is telling them, hey, this is what's important. This is what's important. Don't hang on to quarrelsome stuff. Don't hang on to the petty stuff. Don't hang on to these small things. This are holy things. This are worldly things. Think about what is good. Think about what is righteous. Talk about these things as you come and as you go. I love it, man. I love how God is so simple. So simple. And he keeps it simple. Because the wise things, man, there's something else. <laughs> you know. And so, um, Yeah. I wrote down here, it says, do not put clean items in a dirty vessel. God won't do that either. Don't entrust somebody that's dirty with precious things. Example, I'm not going to give my kids to a youth pastor that I don't trust, that is not righteous. It is not above reproach. It does not have right doctrine. It does not seek the Lord above everything else. I'm not doing that. That is my precious thing. And in the vessel that I want them to be held for that hour and a half, I want it, I want to know it, it it to be a righteous thing. It to be a godly vessel that's holding my kids for that time. Example. And God's going to entrust people with certain things. And man makes mistakes. I've seen people in the wrong positions all day long. We all have, whether it be at work or whatever. If you've seen bad bosses, that is nothing worse than a bad boss. It makes the day bad. Yeah, y'all are shaking y'all's head like, yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. And so, um, I want to read this this morning that I... Um, that I wrote that the Lord gave to me this morning when I was praying. Um, it says, third son of Jacob, which is Levi. Okay. It says, listen. The word there is Shema. Be careful of the yeast of this world. The new skin was killed for you and the new wine of my blood. Men, get set on the right yeast that my people may rise. Teach them to seek and to obey my voice. The Lord spoke that to me this morning. So the third son of Jacob is Levi, the priestly tribe. That's us today. We're the ones that's called by the Lord to do the work. The Lord's work. He says, listen. He says, be careful of the yeast of this world. How much false doctrine is out there now? How much division do we have in our own ecclesia, our own churches, our own theologies? It's so hard. Being in ministry school and being around um, some very intelligent people just have bad theology. 
it's bad. I mean, there's, there's some really bad theology out there. And so, and I love, I love the, even the word, the arrogance word of theology. And, and after 21 years of studying the Bible, and, and I went through school and very well versed in theology myself, the word theo just means God, and ology just means the study of. How do you study a God you cannot see? We can't figure each other out, more or less study something we can, can't see and can't, can't at, at any moment get contact with. I can call my wife right now and ask her a question. What's your favorite color? But I can't call God that way. I don't get responses that way. At least I can ask. But I don't get response like, like I do from a, a human being. And so the word to me just, and I have friends that have, have doctorates in theology, and I'm like, let's talk, you know. And, and, and we do, and, and some things we, we debate, and it can get pretty colorful. And, uh, and I enjoy it. And so, but the new wine, and I love that. The, 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 what Jesus says I don't, I don't put new wine in, in old wineskins they have to go together and he was talking about the old and new covenant that's what Jesus is talking about in context he says I cannot take what I'm preaching now and give to Pharisees it, would, it, would, it drives them nuts and it, it is a very example of, of Jesus preaching the gospel and they're just going crazy because he is preaching the new wine and what did he do? He took the new wine, he put it in new wineskins, which was the disciples. Can't do it. He said it will burst. Why? Because it grows. As, as, as the new wine goes into the, the lambskin, sometimes they use the throat of it, and they'd seal the bottom up, and they'd use it up, turn it up, and it would harden. And as it would ferment, it would expand. It was, and it was, it was pliable for a time. But as it was old, it would just crack and it would break. The pliability was gone after some time. And that was, and it didn't take a long time to do this. I mean, it was a couple of months and it was trash. But the parable is, I could, he says, I couldn't take what I wanted to do and put it in the Old Testament people. I had to put it in new people. I had, to get, I had to put it in some, something that could expand. That's why the youth is so important today. Whatever God is trying to do new, a lot of times he can't use us because a lot of times we're set in our ways. and We don't see new things. It's hard. It's really, really hard. It is blinders, a lot of blinders. And so we have to bring up the youth in a very distinct way of not filling them so much with our theologies and ways and laws and customs, which is horrible today, but with a eager and a willingness to be able to see and to hear God in what he wants to do. And that's the parable of the new wine. New wine is always coming. But we have to teach the vessels to be ready for it, to be able to, be able to expand with it and grow with it, just as we're doing at Destiny right now. We're expanding and growing. New wine is coming in. The new wine skin is here. So as people come and as we grow, we've got to be able to stretch. We've got to be able to do that.
We've got to be able to figure out the right yeast that my people may rise. Without the right yeast, it don't work. I mean, bad theology will kill somebody's momentum in the Lord. Very much so. When I first got born again, I told God, I said, I ain't learning from man. I said, either you teach me or I'm not doing it. And the Lord blessed me. He did. He absolutely blessed my socks off. I felt like a Solomon and a, within a two-year time, I was very intelligent. Had a lot of zeal, but a lot of stupidity. <laughs> I did. I was very zealous. Very zealous. I felt like a Caleb. You know, you'll know the story of Caleb. Uh, a man went out and, and got a, a wife from a different place that God told him not to. He brought her back. Well, Caleb ran and got a spear and shoved it through both of them. And God says, I love that guy. He is zealous for what I want to do, or zealous for my law. And I was like, that's it. It takes a zeal to drive you towards God. And in that zeal, God will bless every single time. Just watch where you're getting your yeast from. Be picky with that. Be cautious with that. Be very cautious. Don't believe everything I say. I won't believe everything you say. I guarantee I'm mature enough not to. I'm mature enough to not believe what anybody says until I've, I've, I have done my own digging, which I've done, and, and I can rightly divide the Word of God in people's lives or in my life with anything you say. Sure, it didn't happen in a day, but I've been, I've been fermenting for a while, <laughs> as we all have. And so, um, in the last, it says, teach them to seek and to obey my voice. I implement three things in my life, and it's called pray, hear, obey. It's a, something I do every day. I, I read some kind of psalm or proverb or some scripture in the Bible, and I really let it marinate throughout the day. I just, I just let it marinate. I want God to speak to me. I want to hear what the Lord has on it. So I read it and I pray about it. Then I hear what the voice of the Lord has to me, or what the Holy Ghost gives me, or whatever comes to me that, that day. The Spirit of the Lord is it, on me on that scripture. And then I obey it. Pray, hear, obey. There's three things you can follow. Every single day, grab the scripture and pray, hear, obey about it. And then go tell somebody else about it. Hey, this is what I've been praying about. This is what I heard God say about. This is what I'm going to implement in my life. And then in that, maturity starts to happen. New wine starts to come in. God starts trusting you. Because you trust Jesus don't mean Jesus trusts you. Learn that the hard way. Because he knows what a a useful vessel is, and he knows what a, or honorable vessel, and he knows his unhonorable vessels. Don't mean he don't love you, but he does know you, just like he does me. We can fool a lot of people. We can't fool him. He just can't do it. I've tried. I've tried. And so, that's about all I got tonight. It just started raining really good.
So, yes. <laughs> I think she's back there. I don't know. I thought I saw her go that way. But um, y'all pray for Mama Julie. She pulled her back today, and so she's at home. And I know she's she's hurting, and uh, hopefully she's doing better. And then uh, remember all the people that's got COVID and is fighting that and the sickness and Mama Low and um, if I'm forgetting anybody, I'm sorry, but um, it's just, yeah, I'll be glad when COVID is gone. Man, I'd like to have some normality back. One thing I did miss was watching movies. I used to love to go to the movie theater. And I don't even think about it anymore. I'm just like, my, I don't even know what a movie is. All of them, if they knew, I could spend 30 bucks and buy them on Apple or something. But and it's actually cheaper than going to the movies because that cost me like 70 bucks. With the time, the time, you know, you buy tickets and and popcorn, it's like, oh my gosh, you know. The Jesus, the Jesus music. We're at. In theaters. I may have to look that up and see if I can find it. Have you seen it? No. Seen the commercials? Okay. It comes with a disclaimer. Inappropriate for children under 13. Maybe some dirty vessels. And Kayla. My goodness. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. And so, yeah. Wow. PG-13. Wow, I did not know that. Hmm. Okay. So, let's pray, and then we'll we'll shut her down. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your words. We thank you for your wisdom, your guidance. And so, Lord, I, I pray that everything was spoken tonight through you, Lord, that, that we would just marinate on, that we would grow in it and mature in it, that we can become just hardened soldiers for the gospel, unpenetrable by the world and by the bad yeast. Lord, I pray that you would just use us and guide us. Have mercy on us when we mess up. But as a good father, just pick us up and dust us off and show us the way. So I pray for your words, Lord. And as people are at home and praying and seeking you in their quiet times, Lord, I pray that you would speak to them. God, open their ears, open their eyes. Let them see. Let them believe, Lord. Let them seek your righteousness. To do what is right for your kingdom. For you are the king. And we love you. And we honor you. Now you are worthy, Lord. And there is none like you. God, I pray for a fire in this place. 
a new zeal in this place. God, that people would look upon this building, God, and just stop and wonder what's going on. Because life is, is havel. It's, it's, it's just chasing after vapors. And we only have a little bit of time here, God. So let us chase after stuff that matters. Let us do what is right. Because it is your way. And that is the only way. Because you are the gatekeeper. And as we walk in this new covenant, the blood covenant, we're glad to have it. Teach us to be honorable vessels, Lord. Teach us to be ready to carry the gospel everywhere we go. To be used properly. To be holy. To be set apart. Prepared for the good work. We thank you. And we are grateful, Lord. We are grateful to have a God like you that loves us. Man, I can't tell you enough, God, how much we love you. So thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your freedom. Speak to us, God. Keep us safe as we travel tonight. Keep everyone safe in this rain. Touch those that are sick with COVID. Touch those that their bodies are hurting. Mama Lo, Mama Jules, Chris, and Pam, and Jeff, and, and I know there's others. And God knows your name. He's the healer, not me. So, Father, touch him. Remember your stripes, Jesus. Remember them, Lord. So, Lord, we bless you. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.